Your day is still going yeah, good. Because we're going to fix that small problem and we're going to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, I like that attitude. So, um, I need a fun fact. A fun fact about me? Mm-hmm. I am a sports lover. I'm a sports junkie. Like, who, your, who your favorite team? Right now, my favorite team, my number one favorite team, sorry, Indianapolis, is the Eagles because I like Devontae Smith. So I better a, hope y'all win tonight. See, why, why you got to be on my team like that? Because I'm a Packers fan, and we made it to the next round. Oh, okay. But, but see, y'all had a 27-0-point lead, and then they only, y'all only beat them by 16. We what won. happened? We won. But y'all shouldn't have let them get to where if it don't matter. CD Lamb would have caught that pass in the end zone, if, if, it would have been a touchdown. If we'd be drunk right now, but we not, and <laughs> we on to the next round. Y'all just make sure y'all get there, because uh, Gilly the Kid, he is a Philly fan. He is just talking so much about the cowgirl. I mean, the Cowboys. And I just want Philly to win so he don't be sad. Because my team won. Nobody talked about us. Right, right. Nobody mentioned well, the Packers. Jordan Love had a great Nothing. game. Yeah, he had, we had he, a good he played, season. Right. He played good. Because is this his first year really starting? Yes, yeah. First year. Because Aaron Rodgers just left. Just left, Bears. Yeah. Yes. We got a first-year quarterback, Bears. Y'all right. still got Justin Fields and can't do nothing, Bears. Well, I don't think it's just Justin Fields. Oh, I no, think, it's the organization. I yes, mean, they I'm going line. on 30-something uh, closer to 40, and my whole life, the Bears ain't won nothing. I don't know why they keep rooting for them, why they excited for them. <laughs> them boys is trash. Well, I remember the 85 Bears. When yeah, they did 85, Super Bowl shuffle. I can't let that go. I understand. That's the last time the Bears I understand. That's the last cha-cha shuffle, any shuffle. We can talk about this all day, because I ain't going. I'm a Packers well, fan. And we, we bought that action. like we, I know. Y'all got that big rivalry with the Bears. That's yeah, why don't you don't lose. like them. That's why you don't like them. Y'all got that we rivalry with the Bears. Yeah, and then they want us to lose in the playoffs. Man, what? Because y'all don't never make the playoffs. But like, y'all think y'all going to beat the 49ers? Ain't that who listen, y'all got to play next? <clears throat> I am a realist. We do not do great against the 49ers in the playoffs. People don't look at stats and records because if people did they would have bet on the Packers because we haven't lost to the Cowboys in their stadium that's sad what they, since 2007 no since they've been in the AT&T stadium wow we haven't lost we have more playoff wins there than they do <laughs> so I'm gonna be a realistic and I'm nervous I ain't even gonna say we can win we might can win if we win hey hallelujah if we right. lose I kind of you know what ain't gonna be as sad Right, because you're already anticipating the loss, but you never know. So who's your basketball team? Basketball right now, you know what? I've kind of laid back on watching basketball. My son played football and basketball, but he chose football in college. So he's kind of taken away, and I was watching some college ball today. So if I had to say anybody right now, I would just go with the Pacers. Mm. Because okay. I'm not really watching it right now. Celtics. I am a Celtics fan. Yeah, Celtics are good too. Yeah, They're good yep, too. We are. We yep. We uh, hopefully this is our year. Um, yeah. So a fun fact about me. I thought about this earlier today because I always think of it when I'm here in the chair. I like to dance, and I really can dance. I have my own <laughs> parties in my house. I be jamming and grooving. Don't all like, of us? No, no. I ain't talking. I ain't. I'm talking. I really like can too. I can. I can cut a rug. Like I ain't gonna I hold cut you. a rug. Yeah, like I, I can dance. Like some people just be out there. No, I really. And some people know I can. Some people don't. 
Like, I can salsa, I can do all different kinds of dances. When I say I can dance, like, I'm really good at it. I don't know, it's just something in my genes uh, that I've always been able to dance, because even when I was little. So, and my son, he takes after me, and he can dance too, so, mm-hmm. yeah. That's I can do a little bit of dancing. All right. I can do a step? A little bit. Can you step? No. So no, I cannot step. You can't dance. Okay. We're going to go to some more important um, things to talk about because uh, I don't know if your two-step is going to be two-step or if it's going to be two-left. Um, all right. So you are the finance lady. Yes. Because uh, I know his first name, Don. Don't know how to, it's on Facebook. I don't know how to say his last name. Don Keanu. Yeah. So I, uh, I met him within the last year at an event. We've been cool. And I've always seen him post you. And I've noticed that uh, through your post and just seeing it. Because I've had different um, financial people on. It's never a bad thing to have different ones. Just because no. you can learn something from everybody. Sure can. And you reached out to me. And now we're here. So um, tell us, like, give us your backstory. Um of why you got into finances was it something that happened was you going through something to to get to this point because i know you didn't just wake up and have all this knowledge and being able to do all these different things so what is the story behind you becoming the finance lady okay well i've been in finances for almost 19 years so i spent 17 years in the mortgage industry Mm -hmm. and i got into that part of it because i was in the process of buying my house and me and my friend used to have mortgage meetings And my mom is a realtor, so, you know, as we were doing these mortgage meetings, I was like, wow, this is cool. I want to do this. Opportunity came, and I took it. was a loan officer for about three to five years and then became a processor for the remaining, what, 12 years? Now, how I transitioned was, as I said, my youngest son graduated last year. Mm. He played two sports, so I did the training with him. Games year-round, practices, all that. I know all about it. So his junior year, I'm like, wait a minute, he's going to graduate. What am I going to do? Because, you know, when you become an empty nester, you're like, okay, your life starts again. And you're like, where do I go from here? So I got to thinking, I was like, well, what do I really want to do? Because I like helping people. And then I had an aha moment. I said, you know what? I'm getting closer to retirement, and I don't know nothing about money. Mm. So, you know, it started as just me thinking about how am I going to retire? And so I started researching. I already have a bachelor's degree. And I said, well, how do I get into financial advising? Because that's where I was going to try to get in first. So did research and research. And I'm real big on manifestation because the day I started researching, I received a phone call from an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about life insurance and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <coughs> Got signed up started reading for, testing for the class, you got to test to get a license, and started reading the material, and my mind just opened. I'm like, whoa, what is this? Why aren't we talking about it? So that developed my passion. And as I've been doing it, I've been doing it for almost two years, but as I've been doing it, I've just been picking up more and more stuff, like learning about financial education, financial literacy, the difference between being rich and wealthy, you know, your financial trauma, your money mindset, your relationship with money. So I'm picking all this stuff up just by educating myself and learning because I don't want to box myself in. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. That's how I got into it. Oh, that's, um, 
I like that because you kind of always been around finances per se or some form of it or dealing with it. But then you had that aha moment. It was like, mm, what am I going to do now that the kids are gone? I'm not close to that. One kid is gone, uh, graduated, and then there's still my son. He only nine, so it's some years to go. Yes. But like you said, when people's children leave, it's like you start over because it's like, whoo, I'm free. I can do what I want at <laughs> right. home. I can, right. yeah, I, every, whatever. I, I can have food in the house that I want to eat next week, and it's still going to be in there. Or Wait. I can have some snacks. Don't don't say that part yet, because they come home to visit. Oh, yeah. You know, and listen, listen, I'm going to tell you this. It don't matter how old we get. We coming home, and yes. whatever you got in that refrigerator, whatever you got we in that, we're going shopping. That's right. Because when my mom, she got everything. So when I go to her house, yep, I need this, I need this, <laughs> I need this. She's like, hold on. I need it, mom. Come on. You, you got enough. And you don't need right. it. So I definitely understand that part of it. Um yeah, so, but you still get some type of freedom, right? Yes, yes, you do. You get to move freely, you know, you in what you want to do, you know. Mm. My my youngest son right now, we're still sharing cars, but I'm like, you tell me your schedule, I'll tell you mine, because I got that flexibility. Mm -hmm. We just work it out, but I don't have to find no babysitters. Yes. Mm. I ain't got to worry about, well, if I leave them at home, are they going to be okay? You know, because all that's done. Yeah. That's done. You, you're lucky. But the thing is that we don't understand is that our kids transitioning from childhood to adulthood, man, that is the hardest part of parenting. Mm. Because at that point, we can't tell our kids what to do. You know, we can give them advice. We can make suggestions. But they don't have to do it because they're finding their own way. So I'm a mom of three boys. And the hardest thing about raising three boys is making sure I'm not enabling them or holding them back yep. from growing. I have, yeah, the, the older one. Um, going through that right now, she's smelling herself, you know, oh, I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to do it that way, and just moving however she wants. And that's cool, but it's like, you're going to bump your head. Mm -hmm. And when you bump your head, remember you said you, you, you know it all. Right. No, what you going to do then? You're going to... At, call her mom Might hit me Oh well this and this happened Well That's your fault Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like kid, the, Kids nowadays Are in a rush Like they yes. think they grown yes. And they don't even have to be They live in a house with My mom Maybe a dad Or a dad's involved Like they don't have to Rush adulthood They want to rush I want to do what I want Listen If it's any kids listening Trust me Adulting is not fun Mm -mm. It's not fun at all. Mm -mm. It's bologna sandwiches and chips. It's water bottles, no pop, no juice. It's stress. It's, it's stress. <laughs> it's, it's bills. And they don't, and they pop up and they keep coming yes. up and they don't stop. And then, yes. like, you might not get the right paycheck. They didn't put your pay in right. Mm -hmm. You can get fired because of uh, the weight of the world. It's not fun. No. So don't rush it. Like, please don't rush adulthood as a child because. You got a lot to learn, especially young men. Unless you got somebody that's installing manhood in you, you don't really grow till you 25, 30. That's like, right. Like, till you mature and realize, okay, I need to stop doing this dumb stuff and start doing the things that I need. So, I trust, I, I understand. I remember uh, I watched Pursuit of Happiness, went to the movies, and I just watched the movie, and I... I kind of cried a little bit, and I called my mom and said, thank you, because it gave me a perspective of a parent and what they really had to go through, mm -hmm. and it's like, man, y'all go through a lot. Then when you become a parent, you right. understand. 
right? Like I told my son uh, recently while he's been home on break, you know, he was like, well, just let me, you know, just let me figure it out. I said, you don't even know if you can handle the consequences of just letting you figure it out and bump your head. Y'all not built for this. You know, it doesn't mean that y'all may not be able to handle it, but it, you don't even know what you're getting yourself into, how it's going to turn out, who you can turn to. I mean, there's a lot of layers that you got to go through when it comes to adulthood. So allow yourself to still be educated, still be taught. Don't rush it. Take your time with it because I promise you, you know, every time they say I'm grown and then they need someone, I was like, oh, remember, you said you grown. Mm, no, I don't have to do this. This is a choice. I like what you said. They're not ready for the consequence. Right. Because, and the consequence might not be like you getting in trouble, but it could be you go buy a car and you didn't research and something happened to your car. Now you don't got the money because you gave all the money to the car people. Right. Now you, mom, dad, uh, can you, uh, no, maybe you grown. You got mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And you're not ready for those consequences. There's consequences like, I, I give one example. My mom, um, I was in Cedar Point on my way to come back home. I worked there for the summer. My mom's like, get on the Greyhound. I'm like, no, nah, my bro got a car. I'm going to ride with him. We're going to be able to chill, everything. We get to somewhere in Ohio, car breakdown. <laughs> Not funny. It's, I don't like that. No, I've had that happen that, to me, that, too. I like that you're laughing already. But so the car breakdown. Uh, we, like, somewhere, it's a highway. And we have to, I think, I don't even remember. We got to wherever we got to. We was $2 short on the hotel. Found $2 because they only took cash. Oh, and wow. the ATM was across a major highway. So it was like, he was like, no, nah, y'all ain't going to go. Somehow we found the $2. We stayed there. Car wasn't going to make it. Guess how I got home? The Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> but this the messed up part. I had the money to get on the Greyhound. I was cool, but I didn't have all my clothes. So that semester of school, I didn't have no clothes until uh, the second semester of school, not the first semester. The first semester, wow. I was in flip-flops and shorts and jogging pants because I didn't have no shoes. All my stuff was in Ohio, and my mom eventually went to go get it. But that's a consequence that, oh, no, mom, I got it. Oh, yeah, you got it, all right. Mm -hmm. yeah, I ain't had nothing. And... If when you really think about it, it's kind of like finances. We uh we not you're not prepared for the consequence of when you do something or when you spend some money, because a lot of us <clears throat> we get that paycheck and it's the weekend comes the paycheck mm -hmm. usually on Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. We gonna either go out, go get us something good to eat, maybe buy something, do something, spend some unnecessary money that first weekend. And then, you know, you paid your bills, you made it, but that week before you get paid, you eating bologna sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly, oodles and noodles, because you didn't spend the money that you could have used for the week that you don't have that money that you're getting paid. And then you're looking at around, like, whose fault is it? It's your fault. Because I've been, I, I, I noticed my cycle. So the questions I'm asking today is off of, me either been there, done that, and trying to help somebody else, or I might be there right now. So, right. with finances, what are two bad habits that a lot of people have that they don't even realize if they change it, it could help them? One, I would say, is your money mindset mm -hmm. and not seeing the numbers. And the reason why I say your money mindset is a lot of us, when we have problems with finances, the first thing we think, we think it's normal. 
And it's not, it's, that's not the way it's supposed to go. So instead of us trying to find the problem or finding our why, we just keep on. And as we keep on, we just get negative with it. Like, oh, I'm never going to get out of this. This is how it's supposed to be. Nothing ever works for me. When you're saying those negative things, you're putting that in your mind. So as long as it's negative, you're never going to want to change to get financial freedom. The second thing I said, which is not seeing the numbers, we have to see our numbers to know where our money is going. Like if you're trying to budget, you can't budget inside your head. You got to write the numbers down. You got to write down how much you write having bills monthly, how much you bring home monthly, do the math, and see, okay, this is how much I have left. Because once you see what you have left, then you can decide what you can do with the money you have left over. You can save it. You know, I tell people all the time when it comes to saving, I have three separate accounts. I separate my money. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I separate it is so I can know what I'm spending my money on. So you can separate it or you can, you know, if you want to invest, you can use it to invest or, you know, you can do whatever you want, but you have to see what your money is doing to know how it's working for you. I tell people, when you see the numbers, you take control of your money versus your money controlling you. Yep. Yep. That That's one thing when I... Um Began to like learn about budget, and I took the Dave Ramsey course. And uh, you take what you want out of it, you know. Um, but I remember them saying, "Look at your numbers." And when you look at what you spend your money on, you want to slap yourself. Like right. I spend my money on this stupid stuff because you spend your it. Because in your mind, it's like, oh, it's just three dollars. It's just two dollars. It's just one. It's just this. And then when you add up the unnecessary money, you'd be like, dang, I got. This amount of money left, but right. I didn't spent it. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, hey, you, we got to cut back on this. But then, so say somebody does that, right? They budget. They look. Even they little unnecessary spending ain't that much. How do they get out of a hole that they're in? Because they're going to work. They're paying their bills. they basically not making enough at the job. Is it? Is it go get a new job that makes more? Or is it a way that you can budget the little bit that you have, that you ha yeah, the little bit that you have? Well, I would say this, and I'm glad you brought that up. Having multiple streams of income, you know, everybody talks about it, but everybody talks about it in a general manner. If you're going to have multiple streams of income, you have to have a plan for that money. Because if you start looking at your numbers and you see that you have too much debt and you can get rid of or you want to take away some spending to do something else, having a multiple, having extra income can allow you to, one, pay off those debts, mm -hmm. or if you want to use it for something else, it can give you that lift to do something else. But you always have to have a plan for your money. Finances is all about planning. We don't realize that. Mm. We get a paycheck every two weeks. Our bills have a due date. They sure do. We can write down what's due with that date and match it up with when you get paid. So that way, each time you get paid, you know what bills you got to pay. You know, but if we're not planning our finances, you can have as many jobs or streams of income you want. You can still be broke. So I would say if you get a multiple, another job, have a plan for it. If you're like, okay, another job doesn't fit in my timeline and my schedule, then just start taking it a little bit at a time. Find your numbers, and even if you got $20 left, or I'm gonna say more than 20, you know, cause you gotta factor in gas yeah. for when you get paid and again and stuff. But I will say, take the 
little bit of money you have left, find the lowest level bill and just start chopping away like that. You know, most of the times they say take the biggest bill and start chopping away. But if you got to start with the little bill, do that. I remember when COVID was going on, I was working a W-2 job. I'm not afraid to say I used to have bad credit. Mm -hmm. But what I did was, as I was working a lot of hours, I started just chopping away at my bills. Every time a bill would come in, an old bill would come in, I'd call them up. Hey, can I settle this bill for this amount? Yes. Next time I got paid, bam, there you go. So it's just about us finding a way to do it. A lot of us start, oh, I got to do it real big. No, you don't. Start small because those small things are still victories for you, and it's going to motivate you to keep going. I love that. Hold on. So I like what you what you said because I learned that like get a bill, go pay it, go you know chop it down so you can get your credit better. Cause a lot of my credit, my credit ain't great right now, but it's not because of like debt. I don't have a lot of debt. It's more so mispayments. Um, some of it was out of my control. Um, don't want to put nobody business out there, <laughs> but that's out of my control. Uh, so it messed my credit up and then it's like, okay, I got these little things that I can, you know, pay off. And that's how you, you know, you get your credit by showing them that you're going to pay, pay off whatever debt that you have. So, uh, I was sitting there thinking, um, we get, you know, you get your money, you, you, you barely, you, you're making it, but you're barely making it. Do you still pay yourself first? I would say... Mm -hmm. People may not agree with what I'm going to say, but I would say no, mm -hmm. because you don't have it to pay yourself first. And then that's another blanket statement. Pay yourself first. What are you doing with that money? Are you wasting it? Because mm -hmm. most people, when we say pay yourself first, they're thinking that's free money for me to go waste. Mm -hmm. When there's a thing called time value of money. Mm -hmm. Your dollar is worth more now than it is in the future. If we truly understood that, instead of us taking money and wasting it, we would be putting it in an account where it can grow. The longer your money sits, it can grow. So be careful of these blanket statements because a lot of us don't have discipline to do what's right with our money. You know, one thing I'll, I'll expand on this more, credit cards is probably the only thing I would say, pay first if it's the biggest thing. And the reason is, is because that there's a thing called compound interest. Compound interest, one, it grows our money, but it can work against us in debt, and credit card is one of the things mm -hmm. that accumulates compound interest. Mm -hmm. So the longer we let that credit card sit, the more interest it's going to accumulate and become higher. So start knocking down that credit card first, and then take care of everything else. One thing, I have never, I've only had two credit cards. I, something... When I and I'm learning more about it now and how to do it, and you you should get you know you should get credit cards to help you and and stuff of that sort. But I don't know. As a kid, I just felt like I learned something in high school, and I was like, I don't really think I should get no credit card. And I never got one. I think I got one early, like when I was young, and then I got one maybe a few years ago. And both of the times didn't work out for me great because I didn't utilize them the right way. But now that I'm learning about credit cards and business credit and all those different things of ways to help you, it's like you got to, the one word you said is discipline. 
I think when it comes to finances, a lot of us aren't disciplined. It ain't that we don't got the money. It's that we don't want to sit out. We don't no, want to miss the fun. We don't, don't want to sit out of summer. We don't want to sit out. We don't want to miss no events. We don't want to be honest with our kids and say, hey, hell, I ain't got it. I ain't got it this year. <laughs> I, I promise you. I, I'm honest That's with my kids. I, listen, I know y'all going to have a good Christmas. I know y'all going to have this or that because your mama going to make sure, your grandma, whatever. But, hey, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I ain't got it. Right. I, and I, I don't feel bad that I that I can't get you nothing. I wish I could, but my life is jacked up. I'm trying to, these four-letter words called bills, rent, yeah. all this stuff. If I was to go and get you this stuff, then where I'm going to live? I'm going to come live with you and your mama? No, 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 no. So I'm going to make sure I'm good over here. And throughout the year, if you want some, I can be able to get it. But I'm not about to get it overexcited about a holiday and be broke and be like, mm, well, who, who I'm going to stay with? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even celebrate Christmas no more. I stopped doing it maybe about 10 years ago. And it was because, you know, I was like, why stress myself over trying to get my kids gift for one day when I buy for them all year? It don't even, and kids, and when you got kids, I would say 10 and under, maybe even teenage and under, like uh, 13 and under, most of the stuff that they get, they play with for two weeks. Right. And then they don't even remember I, every gift I give, I give because I know you're going to use it. You, It might not be the most hype gift you're going to get on Christmas, but guess what? After a month, you're still using it. That is You're still true. playing with it. And that's how I think because I'm like, okay, because my mom used to do that. she have us make this whole list for no reason because we ain't getting nothing on it. But we had a list, and it was like three big things, and we normally got one out of the three, and then you got everything that you needed, clothes, stuff of that sort. And I'm like, okay, we make sure you got some new clothes and all that. And then these gifts you want, because I be thinking like, and it's the same with birthdays. People get excited and celebrate their birthdays. But did you do anything in that year? Right. What are you celebrating? Okay, I know you celebrating this the day you was born, but you be like, oh, I'm going out. And then you go out with people because everybody going to hang out because it's a birthday. But none of them people hung out with you the whole year. Right. But now you, hey, come on, I'm having a party come, and it's lit. And you celebrating on New Year's. You celebrating on these man-made holidays, and you ain't done nothing to celebrate. On my last birthday, I was like, man, I've had a good year. I actually done some shit that I can celebrate, and I was happy with it. And I was like, I can do something. Because I don't get, I'm not big on holidays. I'm not big on my birthday. But I was like, I'm going to do something because I deserve it. And I think a lot of times people's finances ain't where they supposed to be because they want to keep up with the Joneses. And sometimes the Joneses don't even be where you think they are. No. And that's our biggest problem. Like I've had somebody say to me, well, I got to see what they doing when they talking about finances, when you're building your wealth and changing your bad habits with finances, it's not a show and tell thing. Mm-hmm. It's the most silent move you can make. Like when you think about those who have real big money, most of them are not broadcasting what they have. We, we think we got to see everything when it comes to your finances. And I'm like, no, you don't. Mm-mm. No, you don't. Because growing wealth and changing your habits, that's not something you show. It's something you teach. You pass the knowledge down, not show you the materialistic thing. I want to show you the education piece, the knowledge, the wisdom that comes with the changes that I'm making. Yeah, because... 
I don't want you to give me a, a fish. I want you to teach me how to fish. That's right. And like you said, it's in our community, is oh, you got, oh, they got that new car. Oh, they got this. Oh, when I, where I, I just move, and don't nobody know where I live. Mm -hmm. They just know I live on the south side of town. Don't nobody know where I live. You don't need to know because people will judge you off of if you got this, if you don't got that. That ain't got nothing. None of your opinions affect my bills, so I don't care what you got to say. And that's a lot of people's problems is they want to uh, show. Oh, I got to show. I got Oh, let me get this bling. Let me get this. You ain't got to show nobody nothing. Nothing. Because if something happened to you, none of those people going to have your back. They ain't going to look out for your family. None of those things. So no. you don't got to show it off. You, you show off to yourself because you can go do it. But you ain't got to impress nobody and... I think that's a that's a lot of downfall when it comes to us and finances. Because if we think of um, NBA players and uh, af uh, and entertainers, you know they all showing all this money, but behind the scenes, some of them be broke. Right, right. You can show a lot of things on social media and present an image to people, but behind the scenes, you can be suffering in silence because one. What you're doing is not making you happy. It's not changing your situation. And you don't even know who you can turn to to help your situation. That is true. So, <clears throat> what are some strategies that people, they got one, they got one income. They trying to get that other income. It ain't really working. They kind of got a side hustle, but it ain't really working for them. They, you know, they might have a, uh, not a side, uh, like a side hustle where they can get paid here and there. So they really got one income. And the income monthly covers their bills, but they, they didn't spend right. So they paycheck to paycheck or they paycheck to overdraft. What are some some strategies that they can do when they hear this episode that can help them to move the needle forward to getting out of the red and getting into the black? Right. One thing I would say is track your spending. That's why, like, I ask myself, why is my money constantly going fast, fast, fast? Well, I only had one bank account with my bills coming out and my everyday spending coming out. Mm. So your money's going to go fast. So separate your money. Like right now, I have about five accounts. Mm -hmm. You know, so I got a bill account, an everyday account, a savings account, and two business accounts. I'm doing an event, and I didn't want my the money that I get from the event to be intermingling with my regular business account because I got business bills coming out of that account. So I set up a separate. Another thing you can do is start looking at your bank statements because that's your first clue on where your money is going. Again, look at the numbers. You got to start looking at what am I spending my money on? Where can I cut back at? If you're getting extra money from a side hustle, don't spend that money. Put that money aside. You know, cut out going out to eat, entertainment. Like another thing I tell people is we are swipe happy with debit cards. We have so much access to get our money quick, fast, and in a hurry that when we go to events, Take out how much you want to spend at that event and leave your debit card at home. But make sure you got gas. <laughs> make sure you got gas. But leave your debit card at home. I do a lot of vendor events. And when I first started doing them, I was like, oh, I got to have my debit card so I can support everybody because I want them to support me. Man, my money was going so fast. I said, you know what? I ain't doing this no more. So now what I do, I take out $20. 
leave my debit card at home. That $20 is just my food money, you know, and that's it. But you got to start looking at what your finances are. You got to get control, and the only way to get control is start looking. Look at your spending. How can I do, you know, control my spending? Separate them accounts. Don't take your debit card everywhere because when you go to that concession stand and buy popcorn, next thing you know, I'm thirsty. So you go get some water. Next thing you know, I want some candy. Then your kids say, Mama, can I have some chips? Mm -hmm. Then you're going back. So think about that. You may be thinking, I'm going to spend $20. You look at your bank account, you're like, man, where, where did I spend $40 at? Or let's say you're getting prepared for an event that you're having. Mm -hmm or some special occasion, and you're spending money. Set a budget on how much you want to spend. Take that money out of your account. Put that debit card up, and just use it. If you run out, you can't get nothing else. Sometimes I tell myself, if nothing is in my everyday account, I can't go. I can't go, and I'm okay with that. I used to be a Starbucks junkie. I cut that out. Because you're thinking, oh, I ain't number $5. Shoot, that's like $25, $30 a week. Yep. That's $25, $30, you take that by four, that's $120 that we're just wasting. So the little things that you're thinking are not adding up, oh, they're adding up. And if you start taking away from those little things that you're doing, you'll start seeing more inflow of money coming in. Yeah, that, that is true. Looking, looking at your numbers is going to be, like I said earlier, a slap in the face. Yes. Um, because you're going to actually see where your money's going. So I have like my regular account and I have where I switch money and that's what I like I my what I spend money on after I pay my bills. So I can look and see every time and I'll be like, "Dang, where did Hold on, I know I didn't spend and then I go back like, "Oh, I did take cuz you right, you could go to an event, right? So say my son got a game Go to his game. Oh, I know about them games. And well, I coach, so I get stuff for free. But if I didn't coach, you, uh, you know, you might spend get something to drink. That's five dollars probably. And you might be like, well, I, I ain't really eat this morning. We was rushing out the house to get something. Now you go to maybe they got a game later. Man, we ain't stopped nowhere. I'm hungry again. Mm -hmm. You get you didn't spend. $60 in that day and then I Uber so I always this is how my day goes I look okay I can go here I can go here this is cheaper to go here and they got food there so I know or it's like okay I can go over to my homie house I know if I go over there I can move around and won't have to spend no money but then come back because my son would be like oh dad let's go here and then we can go over here I'm like okay who house can we go over where can we go where we can spend enough hours there and we can have fun so I don't have to spend here, 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 and right. there. Because I look at my number. People be like, man, you cheap. No, I ain't cheap. I'm smart. Because that week uh, before pay week, I ain't trying to be like, dang, I ain't got no money. Or, hey, can I borrow a couple dollars? I hate, I hate that. And I, you know, it happens in life. But when you look at your numbers, and like you said, some people be like, oh, I go to Starbucks. Or, and, da -da -da. and it might not be that much, but then... When you look at it at the end of the month, that 120 could have went to you investing on something. Right. It could have been in some stocks or, oh, that side hustle. You could have got that new machine or put something towards that. Or you can, whatever you could have used it, you could have used it smarter than what you were using it for, for whatever BS. Because I, I remember when I, um, I got a financial coach. Okay. One Ooh. thing I wanted to Go say ahead. that I didn't mention when you was asking about strategies is coming up with a good budgeting concept. Mm -hmm. For me, I use the budgeting concept called 50-30-20. 50% 50 to your bill, 
30% to your wants and 20% to savings. You can play with those numbers. Like when I use it, I use 60, 60, 20, 20. And the reason why you want to do that is because, again, you want to separate that money out. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to say, okay, I'm going to put all my money in my bill account and then put $5 in your everyday account. Mm -hmm. Because if there's something that you want and you've already spent that $5, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go into that bill account. So the purpose of the budgeting concept is to ensure that each bucket has money in it to where you don't have to touch it. So if you have a little bit of income, come up with a good budgeting concept like, again, people say budget, but how do people budget? You know, you got to figure out a way. It's not just writing down your bills and seeing and your income and seeing what you have left. You got to assign buckets for your money. So that way, again, you're not touching it. So I already know I got this money in my bill account, so my personal bills are covered. I already got this money in my bill account, so my personal, I mean, my business bills are covered. Then I got my everyday money. And again, if my everyday bucket is empty, I'm going to be sitting right at home, watching movies, reading a book, or looking stupid, twiddling my hump, fingers like this. So. Yeah, that, that, that is so true. Um, that, that helps me, uh, thinking about doing a budget where you have percentage here and percentage there and not just, oh, well, this is, you know, you look at your numbers then you know, your expenses then you know, your everyday, but if you don't know the percentage of, okay, I need to put this amount of my paycheck in here, or this amount of it in there, that makes perfect sense to be able to, excuse me, to help yourself be able to budget and know actually what, how much is in there and how much is in there. Because like you said, a lot of people, you don't separate it and then that everyday money gone, you go in that bill money, then if you really think about it, say, so for instance, if you got that everyday money, you uh, maybe just $50 out that bill money. That bill come up. You forgot when the date of the bill come up. That bill came up two days later. Now you don't got it. Now they didn't add it on a fee. Now because of that $50 right. you took out and you could have said no to your friends hanging out, now you got to pay an extra $20, $25 on that $50. Now you sitting there looking silly because whatever that service is might get cut off. That's right. So you got to make sure that you know how to separate that. That's And I'm not, I ain't talking to y'all. I'm talking to me. <laughs> I ain't even going to hold you because... I'm, I know this year I can feel it. I can tell that um, the finances is going to come. The, the benefits of me being consistent with the podcast and just things coming, I, can, I, I see it happening already. But if I can't manage that little that I got, right. then when that big comes, it's like, okay, ooh, I got some money now, but then am I going to trick it off? Am right. I going to spend? Because you think, because a lot of people really think, I got to, so my next question, is a hundred thousand, is six figures, and when I say six figures, I say 300,000 or less when I say the six figures, because you could have 999,99 and you could be almost a billion, millionaire and say it'll say you six figures. So if you got $300,000 or less, is that considered rich or wealthy in 2024? Well, it all depends. Rich, I say rich is something that's short-term. You're not thinking about the future. You can still be living above your means. You can still be mismanaging your money. So that's what rich is. Whereas with wealthy, you're thinking about making smart financial decisions. You're thinking about your future. And you have um, longevity in your mind. Like to me, wealthy is longevity, sustainability, and legacy. 
whether as riches, I want this right now. You know, so I'm going to get this right now because I got the money. There's a lot of people that are quote unquote rich mm-hmm. and broke at the same time. Mm. 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 That is so true. You can be rich and broke because <clears throat> a lot of people, I think for our culture, we look at things wrong. We look at, let's go get the apartment because you know if you go get a house, it's just almost the same as the apartment and it's much better to have a house. You might have a little more uh, maintenance of doing on your own, but I remember my cousin told me, he's like, if you're going to rent, you might as well get a house. That's right. And we don't pay attention to our credit. Mm-mm. We... This is the craziest thing. I thought I had bad credit for the longest, for whatever I owe, because of student loans. My student loans was never even that bad. I don't think they was even over 10000 when they were wherever they were at. And I, the whole time, never looked at my credit, never knew how. I just knew I got bad credit. My ex-wife, we go, what was the first thing? I think it was a car. She was like, no, she, yeah, it wasn't a car, it was a house. She was like, your credit is good. <laughs> and I was like... Wait a minute, what? I didn't know, but I never had any debt. I only had missed payments because I was young, and I'm like, oh, I ain't paying that or whatever. So my credit wasn't really that bad until um, a certain point where something I, after the divorce, I just put it there. Um, and so my, my credit went down. But I never looked at my numbers and didn't realize I had good credit. So that's what we're, what you're saying and what I'm saying is look at your numbers. Actually mm-hmm. look at it because you don't want to be rich and broke because rich and broke is you live in an apartment and you got a car that costs more than your rent and you, you styling and profiling, but you could go live in a house. You complaining about, oh, well, they got this and this at the apartments. Go get you a house. You got the money for it. You just don't have the discipline to do the things that you want that you should be doing. Because I always and I tell myself this, it's easier to do the dumb shit than it is to do the right stuff. Right, it is. And I'll also say it's not just living in an apartment over a house. It's living above your means. We think the more income we get, the higher level we gotta live. No. Live within your means because if anything happens, What's going to happen to that house? What's going to happen to that car? You know, you've created a lifestyle for yourself. And you got to make sure that it's within reason. We don't have to have the biggest everything. We don't have to have the most newest this or that. You know, it's okay to live within your means. But I know it's hard for us because we live in the age of social media. And we see how everybody else is living. And we want that lifestyle. But it takes work to get there. Yep. It's like kids. So, uh, you know, they, they first car, it's got to be something crazy. Man, if you don't sit down and get this used car. Right. Like you, uh, a lot of people, and not just with kids, but we want to, you don't want to crawl before you walk. You right. Gotta, like, when I got my first car, and I, like, I've got cars from people, but when I got my first, it was old school. That's what I wanted. I knew I, I ain't got the money to go out there and try to go get nothing new. As long as this car worked. Got me from A to B. It wasn't nothing going on with it. I was cool with it, and it rolled like a mug. Did that, got rewarded with a newer car because I did everything right to get the car that I needed. Not the car I wanted. It's the car I needed from get me from here to go pick my son up, to do this, to do that. And I was able to, and then I got something new. A lot of kids, a lot of people, when they want to get they, you know, they want to, oh, let's get something that's flashy so we can show people. Again, 
none of them people you showing off to mm-hmm. give a damn about you. No, Because think about when you down and out. How many of them people helping you out? Any of them people around? Nope. They ain't nowhere to be found. They ain't calling. They ain't checking on you. But they, oh, I see you doing big things. You got that. Right. Thing. Right. Like, no, I just, you know, I, I can afford it. Like, that's all. It ain't that I'm doing something to show off to nobody. Like, I ain't going to be a person when I get some money and get a whole bunch of chains and all that. That ain't never been me. So that's right. not going to be me now with some money. I might be a little more fashionable, but I've always been fashionable. Now I have some money to be the, do the fashion that I want, but I've always been able to put something together. You got to be the same person you are without money when you have money. Because if you aren't, as quickly as you get it, as quick as it can get taken away from you. That's right. So what you're saying is, and with something I totally agree, don't develop bad habits when you get that money. Because some of us do that. We develop bad habits as the money goes. Like, I think the biggest negative money mindset we can say is, I got to give my kids everything I did get. Because we'll put ourselves in a bad situation, financial situation, trying to give our kids everything. And then when they can't get it no more, you're setting them up. Because they're not going to be able to handle not being able to have that lifestyle. Yeah, I'm I'm that parent. You ain't got to get what? You need what? My son, I, how, he nine, so he was between, in second, third grade, I want a Gucci, a Gucci who? A Gucci what? What you say, sir? Why Why you want that? Oh, because I was on, on um, YouTube and CJ So Cool got his kid. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. That We're not doing that because what you need a Gucci belt for? Because cause now if you think of it. You get it. You get your kid some stuff, and it sucks that what I'm about to say can happen. You get your kid that flashy stuff, and you got a little man, man, and now, oh, look, he got that new stuff. Let's, yeah, we want that, and then people will take it. Like, so it's not saying don't get your kid stylish stuff, but what you getting it for? If your kid can't read, I'm I'm in the school system, so I'm talking to some of your parents. Your kid, your kid struggling reading in kindergarten. I mean, first grade, they can't tie their shoes in kindergarten. Stop buying them Jordans. They can't change. They can't unzip and zip up their pants. Stop buying them the fashionable stuff because they're gonna pee on themselves, and you're getting mad because their clothes dirty. Like, let a kid be a kid. Stop dressing your babies up, putting makeup on the little babies, all that. Let them be a kid. Stop trying to grow them up before they even grown by getting them stuff so they can look cool for Instagram so y'all can go, ooh, look at the family what? Why is this child uh, three years old and, and a face beat up because she got all this makeup on? That's stupid because you're creating bad habits for your kids as they get older. Like if you buy your kid everything and they don't do their chores they gonna think they ain't gotta go to work. Mm-hmm. I wish you, you, you say you want what, son? You been taking the trash out at, at, at home? Oh, I did that to my son. I said, oh, did, did you take the trash out? Well, I took out some of, some, some of what? Some of it. I don't get some of it. No, you got to take all of it. That's you gotta right. Do your, and, That's right. And I realized that from being a kid with my mom. If you didn't do what you were supposed to do at home, you ain't getting nothing. That's right. Because when you go out in the real world, if you don't go to work, guess what? You don't get nothing. You don't get no paycheck. They're going to let you off. So that is definitely some good advice of create good habits so when you do get the money you still have those habits because right. it's not just with money it's who you are as a person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because sometimes people get the surgeries they go do these different things and make them look different but you still that same evil person inside that's right that's right 
you still that same evil person, you got some money. Your family might ask you for some money, you got it. No, I ain't got, you don't want to help nobody else out when you got money. But remember when you didn't have nothing and you had to ask people for money and you had to ask to borrow and people did it. You have to be able to do that when you have it so it can come back to you. Because I promise as quickly as you get it, it I didn't, it had been stripped. I've been like, <laughs> I just got, I just. Right, them bills, them bills. It, it happens. Yes. <clears throat> Another thing I would say is how we're raising our kids is developing their money mindset, which money mindset is your attitudes and beliefs about money. So if you're going out and buying your kids all this stylish stuff, they're going to think that they have to have that when they get older. Mm-hmm. But are they going to be willing to work for it? Mm-hmm. And what if it doesn't, as they get over, what if it doesn't happen the way they want it to, to where they can still afford it? That's going to give them a negative money mindset. Yep. That's why you have to be honest with your kids. And you got to show them the hard work. So if you start in a business, bring your kids around so they can mm-hmm. see. And money ain't coming in. My son, he he's around. He done been to events. He he's here when I record. Sometimes I want him to see. I want him to remember when I didn't have nothing. When I was showing up every week, wasn't getting paid nothing. I just showed up every week and was doing the same thing. And then when it boom, he like, oh okay, that's that's what hard work looks like. That's right. Because you have to show your kid. You can't tell kids nothing these days. Mm-hmm. You gotta show them. No. Because if you don't show them, they ain't gonna believe you. No, they're they not going to be like, oh, yeah, well, you do this. If I you do this, show me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe nothing you say because my whole family didn't lie to me, and I don't believe nothing that adults say. So if you can't show me, then so you can't just go and tell somebody how to do it. You got to show them how to do it. It's just like I said earlier. Don't give me no fish. Show me how to fish. Right. Because you might not be here one time and I'm here, and I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Uh, how do you put this on here? How do you do... I want you to show me. And that's where someone likes you, like you is helping people with finance. You're showing them what to do. You're not just saying, okay, step one, step two, this, this, this. No, this is how you, and you have a backstory with it. Because a lot of times <clears throat> people that teach and are doing the, you know, the coaching and all that, people want to know if you really can do it. Because right. the world we live in, it's a lot of scammers. And that we want to see if you can do it. So you have to show Rather than tell. So, <clears throat> I don't know why I printed these questions because they ain't got nothing to do. They ain't help, helpful at all. No, like, we just flowing. Yeah, really. I try to have, like, some type of questions on the the topic um, that, you know, that people, uh, that, that I have guests on. So, what is a good amount for the emergency fund? You're supposed to have at least three to six months saved up for the emergency fund. But one thing that I tell myself, right now my income is inconsistent because I'm building my business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's imperative. Every time I get paid, dump that money into my bill account. The more I stack it up, and I'm still putting money in savings because that other 20%, I'm splitting it between my wants and my savings account. Mm. So, you know, if you're stacking money in your bill account, your bill account should be able to cover you, but still have savings because you may have an unexpected bill pop up that you got to cover. So it's always about being able to cover whatever happens. Like I've been telling my kids, my kids are, how old are they? 
27, 25, and 18. I'm always telling them, be prepared for the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Because our biggest problem is that we never think about the future. We never think about what could happen. We live in that moment. So I'm like, y'all got to be prepared for the what ifs. You know, that way if you prepare for it, it's not a shock to you. Because yeah. you're like, okay, this happened and I can keep on going. Like, I would use me for an example. I got sick in 2016 to where I was off work for five months. Mm. And that was a change. Again, mm, sure. only had one income, single mm. mom to three kids. You know, so me being down, first thing I thought when I came to was, how am I going to take care of my household? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about short-term disability. I didn't think about none of that. You know, I'm, I was thinking about the income I was losing because I work, like, I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So I would get overtime and get bonus plus regular paycheck. Mm. Maybe that's why I didn't have multiple streams of income because I still had other income coming in. Yeah. So, you know, going through that, I had to start telling my kids, no, no, we can't do that. No, we're like this. But even though I went through that, it still didn't cause me to change my habits. Mm. And so my point in saying all this, we can go through something and still not change what we're doing, not understanding the significance of it teaching us a lesson. Yeah, yeah, that, that, is, that is true. It's, it's like I <clears throat> did a video either today or yesterday, and it's like, we know winter coming. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure our car is in order. You got to make sure your tires, you got to make sure your heat, you got to make sure all the stuff is prepared for you to get on the road during the winter season. And you know winter season is coming up. So it's not like, oh, let's wait till January. No, (laughs) November, October. All right, October, let's get some new tires. Let's get some oil change. Let's make sure we got it. So when December comes, maybe early November, we ain't like, oh, man, your tire got messed up because of the winter weather or whatever. You have to prepare, and that's just like – like you were saying, you got to expect the unexpected. Like I told my um, daughter, I was like, hey, make sure you got a half a tank or more in your car because of the cold weather. And she got an older car. And you don't want it to You go out there because you ain't put no gas in there. Um, not to get off topic, but to stay on topic. But why why do um, women wait to the last? Or, or you might not be that way. But why do y'all wait? To the last of the last, to the last, the last, the last to go get some gas. Well, Why for me, that? for me, I have sons, mm-hmm. so I literally will wait till they're in the car, or if they got to use my car, I'm like, can you go put some gas in it? <laughs> but sometimes it's just us dreading having to go. Yeah, but and getting out and pumping it, and you know, if you like, don't go, and you just go then you're going to be stopped somewhere where you can't go. I know. And what the thing is, is that we waste more money putting gas in because we let it get down to E. You save more money. Once that tank gets to half, feel that. That's probably $20 versus $40. That, that's one thing I don't understand about people. I ain't going to say who. I ain't going to say man, woman. I'm going to just say people. <laughs> You wait till the car get down to the last and you put 10. Then next day, you got to put 10 more. But if you if you use that 20 when it's at half, boom, it's back at full. Because for some reason, when your car's on full, it lasts longer. I know. It's like it stay on full for like three, four days. <clears throat> then it magically just go to half and then it go down. But when you keep it up there, then you don't got to. And it's just like when you keep 
filling up your emergency fund and you keep filling up your savings, if you keep filling up, <clears throat> filling up the things that you need, you won't have to keep going into an account that you That's don't right. need to go in. Because right. when you don't put that gas in there when you need, and Tuesday mornings is when you're supposed to get the, the cheap. That's when you get the cheapest gas. That's a hack. Tuesday morning is when the gas is the cheapest. You go out there mm, know and you and you'll notice that gas is cheaper. Uh, oh, uh, one of my old heads told me that, and I look. And I said, "Oh, he right." Tuesday is when it changed. It go down a little bit. I don't know when it changed back, but Tuesday morning go get you some gas, um, and you make sure it stays there because you don't want to be stuck on the road or your car don't start because it's negative who knows what outside now because it's extra cold outside but that's just like in life you have to prepare yourself for the unexpected you can't keep thinking oh nothing gonna happen nothing gonna happen nothing gonna happen something gonna happen i don't care if you got a dollar in your bank account if you got a million dollars something gonna happen that can change your life and if you're not prepared mentally or just prepared in general then you're gonna be oh right Right. It's the same thing with your finances. Yes, that's why we react the way we do and get mad when something happens because we're not prepared. So when I do my videos, I used to say, be prepared, be proactive, and be proficient. Mm. You know, but now I had to change it because I've learned a little bit more. Now it's the more you know, the more your finances can grow. So the more you know is how do you, how would you suggest someone learn more about money? What what are some different ways? Because I know people will say, go read a book. I'm not reading a book. Mm -hmm. I, I can't read. I, I can't read books and, like, obtain the information necessarily as if I listen to somebody. So what are some different ways that someone can educate themselves on money? Go to the bank. People don't realize a personal banker is not unattainable to you if you don't have a lot of money. The bank is the first place. I tell people, stop going to the bank using an ATM or taking a picture to deposit a check. Go inside the bank because there's other programs and products they offer that can help you. But if you're not going inside and talking and saying, hey, I need help with my credit or hey, I need help learning how to budget, you're not going to know. And then come to somebody like me. Come to somebody that you can physically see and go to where they're at. Because social media, yes, is good, but you don't know who those people are. You can't go to them. You can't touch them. Go to somebody who you can see. Like, another thing I say is that I don't sell nothing. I'm an educator. Mm. I want to educate you on finances. This is not a one transaction. This is building a relationship. So if you're coming to me for financial education, we're going to build a relationship to where even if you need something that I don't do, you know I got resources, you know I know people, you can still pick up the phone and call me and say, Crystal, I need A, B, and C. I'm like, okay, I know this person that does it. Here you go. I'm the same way. Like, I might not have it uh, to help, but I know somebody that do, and that's crazy that you say that, going to the bank. I ain't been to the bank, been inside <laughs> my bank in a long time. Right. But when I would go in a bank, I never wanted to go outside. I want to go in and see the people. I want to talk to them. That's just like me at a job. I don't like emails. Mm -hmm. Email me, come meet me, or let's have a meeting. Because I ain't going to read your email. If it's long, I'm not going to read it. Right, I'm right. going to see, okay, this is what you're talking about. I used to, my last year, 
my assistant principal, she was like my coach. She would email me. I'd just go straight to it. What, what, what we need? What we need? And she, at first, she'd be like, why you just don't? And I'm like, I don't. That's not me. I need to see you. I need to look at you. I want to, you know, something you might say might click in my head or I might have a question from our conversation. I think that's why I like um, live interviews. People be hitting me up and doing virtual and it's like, I want to interview, I want to get them on, but I like sitting down because it's a right. different feel. Like, I ain't never saw you, I ain't never met you. We talk um, through Facebook Messenger, but when we sit down, it's like we know each other, we having a conversation. It's like, okay, I got some questions, but I don't need these questions because I have an organic conversation with people. And when you learn who you are, that'll help you with learning how with money. But I'm about to go into my bank and ask some questions. But oh, I had Miss Katina on here. And it's some bank or some program that helps you with budgeting. I can't remember what it was. It, uh, I ain't going to, I feel like it was Huntington. But it's a bank. Don't don't quote me that it's on right. But it's a bank, and they have a program that help you budget. Right. BMO is also good for that. BMO also has yeah. a, pro a product where they will help you establish credit, especially for younger kids who mm -hmm. are just turning 18 and need to establish credit. They have that. You know, I had somebody contact me because she knew I had connections with BMO. And she was like, well, can you tell me? So I sent her the information. And she went, she was like, wow, they even showed me how to create invoices because she's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just think about different things. Like when I opened up my second business account, I said I wanted to start selling merchandise. They was like, oh, well, we can get you set up with those little reader things that they use. You know, I'm like, wow. I mean, and this is for me going inside the bank. Like sometimes I make myself go inside the bank. And Just so I can interact with the people there. Yep. And little things like that, like the reader thing. Like, people be thinking a lot of stuff be hard to get, but it's really not. It's really about you just going in somewhere like a bank or going somewhere and asking questions. Because I remember um, we had a little reader thing. What, what was I doing? It was... Um, my mentoring program, and we we ended up getting one. And I just thought that was the coolest thing because you feel like, oh, okay, I'm a business. I got this, and I had I just um just got my LLC and everything for this. So, what are some banks or credit unions? Because I seen, I made a post, and a lot of people was putting credit unions. What are some banks or credit unions? Maybe two or three that are good for people to have business credit. Well, I would say BMO again because mm -hmm. they have a program for minority, I think for minorities and women mm -hmm. to help you with that. And then there's another bank called Bankable. I don't know too much about them, but I've seen them a couple of times at events. And one thing I can say about, you know, physically talking to somebody because I like meeting people one-on-one -on -one too. What was the second one you said? Bankable. Okay, Bankable. The reason why I like meeting people one-on-one -on -one is that I like them giving them a safe space to talk. Mm -hmm. Talking about your finances is the most hardest thing that people can do. You know, mm -hmm. and so I meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. This ain't no, oh, I'm going to come in with a suit. You know, I'm going to come in dressed down because I understand if people see you dressed a certain way, that can intimidate them to not talk. And I promise you, when I meet with clients, they would tell me their whole life story. And at first I was like, why are they doing this? But I give people a comfortable feeling to talk. Yeah. You know, I share my mistakes. I've always been saying this. I'm turning my weakness into my passion. I didn't grow up knowing everything about finances. Mm -hmm. And I waited until my late 40s, I'm almost 50, mm -hmm. you know, to start learning. But the thing I want people to understand is no matter what age you're at, 
you can change the course that you're on with your finances. You can become financially free. But you got to meet somebody who's not just going to sell you something, who's going to educate you and want to build that relationship with you. Hey, I love that because <clears throat> a lot of times people look at their age and, you know, oh, I'm not where I'm, oh, I'm not where such and such or I'm not this. A lot of the richest peoples in the world didn't start today was late in their 30s, 40s, 50s, some of them in their 60s. So it don't matter when you start, just start. Right. And, oh, that just threw me off of, um, oh, what you, oh, I forgot what you just said, and it just threw me off. Because I was, I, uh, oh, what's one, what is it, oh, what did you just say? Dang it. That's what happened when, when we were you, talking about what banks and credit. Not banks. It was, it was something at the end that you were just saying. I can't even think. Safe space. Look, I'm trying to give you cold words. Safe space. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was that. It's, um, being able to be yourself and being able to have someone that can meet you where you at. And it's not just finances. It could be coaching. It could be just life in general. Meet people, like, be open to meet somebody where they're at. Not necessarily, like, you know, you come in and you dress a certain way or you got to go somewhere. People want to see humans. Right. We don't want to see something made up. And I think a lot of people, when you go teach kids and you're, you're going in, you're doing a presentation or whatever the case, or if you be human, show, like, don't go in there dressed up. They ain't never seen nobody dressed up in a suit. Mm -mm. So that's not going to be, oh, because you come in with a suit. That ain't impressing them. Like, you have to make sure that, like, when somebody comes sit down, a lot, 90% of the people I ain't never met, ain't never talked to, and we sit down at least 45 minutes to an hour, and they like, man, that was a good conversation, because I meet people where I'm at. Right. I don't meet people right. where they at. When you come on here, I meet you where I'm at, because I, I feel like... I ain't got to dress up. This is my show. I be sometimes <laughs> overthinking it like, I know such and such is going to come on here and fly. I ain't watched this week. What, what I got in here to just look. But then I'm also thinking in my head like, this is going This is gonna go somewhere. So do I have to, you know, uh, dress different? But always be open to be yourself. I think people miss that in life of trying to be somebody else. Like, yes. just be you, I like that you said, I dress down. I, I come, I tell you about my mistakes because a lot of times you have coaches, you have people that are trying to help, and I don't know shit about you. Right. You down. How do I know it worked for you? Because a lot of, oh, I know what, the, what it was. You said sell, you, you don't sell, you uh, educate. So I've been around the block. I know the business. I know you jump on the webinar. At the end of the webinar, you're selling me something. You're reaching out to me. So one dude reached out to me. It was like, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. Da -da 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 -da. What you trying to, you trying to sell me something? And that's exactly what I asked him. I said, you trying to sell me something? He was like, yeah. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I know what you're doing. So, like, sometimes teach somebody something before you sell them to them. Right. Build that rapport. You coming out of nowhere. I don't know you. I don't know where you live. None of that. You talking about you going to sell me a product. I don't know you, Joe. So right. I'm not about to mess with you. I'm more of, if you came to me, oh, I, I, I met her. Or I could go and ask somebody, oh, hey, I, I see you working with uh, Miss Crystal. How is it working with her? Oh, it is. It's cool. Because I've had people, um, different coaches, they didn't work out because they wasn't for me. I found the right one. And it's like, ooh, because they were 
able to tell me how they jacked up in life and it helped them so it could help me. A lot of times people just want to sell you something. Stop trying to sell right. people something. Just be you. Right. You know what? I would say the best teacher, especially in finances, the best teacher is the one who messed up. Because they can tell you their mistakes and they can tell you how they fixed it. If somebody in the financial industry has never experienced what you're going through, that's a break in that relationship to begin with. Yep. And they may not be able to understand or empathize with where you're at to really find out what your needs are to fulfill your needs. That, that's just like <laughs> when people say, you can't be the GOAT if you ain't ever lost everything. Right. And you ain't, like, this person, I, the coach that worked out for me, it was like, he was talking, to, he, he was talking about his younger self, but it was like, oh, he talking to me. Mm-hmm. And the way he talked is how I needed to be talked to. I ain't, you got to come cuss me out, put your foot on my neck, like, you know, get get in my face to get me. You could, you know, you talk sweet all you want to, it ain't going to work. And you have to be able to, I think, just be your, when you're yourself, somebody going to attract to you. You ain't got to sell yourself. I used to sell Kirby vacuums. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. I've had ass. one. Yeah, <laughs> Lost all the parts and it broke down. So this was something we was doing in college. And what they told us was, like, people ain't buying a vacuum because you're selling it. they buying a vacuum because they like you. The vacuum mm-hmm. sells itself. So you got to build rapport. And I was like, oh. The first time I, I – not too many people do this. Sell three in one day. I sold it all based off them liking me. One dude was like, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't really want to buy it, but I like you. Right, and right. And so I see what it can do, so I'm going to do that. So just – be yourself, but also build rapport, build a relationship with somebody. Because um, I feel like sometimes you join communities, you join stuff, and then maybe financially you can't go back to the group. But then you don't have the, the relationship ended because, oh, you ain't a part of this no more. But if you got a relationship before you joined or before that, you'll still be able to rock with each other. So I like, I like that you said that you teach because a lot of people, they selling. Right. They just selling. They trying to, and, uh, and you don't know who to believe in 2024, especially on the internet. I like, I, I was thinking of this when you said it. Somebody you can touch. I want somebody that I can touch because if you, oh, if you play with me, I can really touch you. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I, I can't touch you on the internet. You might be somewhere else. You might be in a different country. I can't touch you. But if I can touch you and you mess with me, I can touch you. That's how I was thinking in my brain. Like yes. I want to be able to be able to. I like <laughs> sitting down and talking. And touch. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't try Jesus. Don't try me. <laughs> don't, don't you try know, me. I would say getting into life insurance and the finances on the opposite side mm-hmm. of mortgage. I had my upline at the time give me a book on what kind of salesperson to be. And I was reading it, and as I was reading it, I was like, man, this don't fit me. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to figure out what fits me. Yep. And it became the education piece because one thing I saw is that we don't value it. We don't understand it. Like, people don't realize there is so many different ways to do life insurance. Mm. You know, and I'm not just talking about term. I'm talking about permanent. We get so caught up on, oh, that costs too much. It's not a bill. It's an investment. Mm. Like... People don't realize 2022, $797.7 billion was paid out in life insurance claims. This is tax-free money. But instead of us getting it, we'd rather create a gold fund, which ain't nothing but a Band-Aid, to the problem. 
You know, it's called life insurance for a reason because you can use it while living. Like, I used to be with one carrier, but now I'm independent. I love being independent because I just made my product portfolio bigger. And I can give you options of what you want to do, as well as show you different ways that you can use permanent life insurance while living. And it's more than just life insurance. It's disability income insurance, critical illness, long-term care. We have to fill in every gap of our financial plan. And everybody doesn't sell the same products. So you may be thinking you have your plan together, but if they don't have disability income insurance, critical illness, or long-term care, and something happens, your income's not protected, nor are your assets protected. Mm. I've, I, life insurance is very important. And like you said, a GoFundMe ain't nothing but a band. It's just to cover or whatever. And it sucks seeing that. It does. It, it makes sucks. me mad. It sucks seeing that, that people have to do that. And I got to get me some life. I think, well, when you have a job, you have so much. But you got to get it outside of your job. Right, because your job, your job will fire you tomorrow and you won't have nothing. Nope. But you got to have some type of life insurance. And, I've, and I haven't, like dove in but i i've noticed like you can get your life insurance you could do stuff with it and then like it can it can be helpful it's kind of like with your 401k like you can do stuff with those if you really need to use that money to be able to do some things um go into a little bit more um about the like life insurance you don't gotta go in in super deep but what are maybe one or two options that people probably don't even know that they can do with a life insurance policy I'm glad you asked me that. Well, whole life can be used in about three to four different ways. Mm -hmm. You can do what we call a single premium payment whole life. That's where if you, let's say you got a lump sum of money, you mm -hmm. sold a house and got $100,000. And mm -hmm. you're like, you know what? I need life insurance. You can take that $100,000. I'll tell you how much of a death benefit you get. You pay that $100,000. You don't have to make no more payments. And your money is still growing in it. This is only, you can do this only on a permanent policy. Mm. Another thing that you can do with whole life, you can do it just like a term policy where you pay it for a period of time. After that period of time is over, you own it free and clear, don't have to make no more payments on it. And that you can do it for 10, 15, 20, or 30 years or up to age 65. Mm. Another thing that whole life offers is paid up additions. Like everybody's going crazy about index universal life. Don't sleep on whole life paid up additions. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say that is because Whole life earns money by dividends. That's how it builds up the cash. But paid up addition is taking those dividends and buying up more life insurance. Mm. So it's increasing your cash value as well as your death benefit, which is the same thing, partially the same thing of what an index universal life does. Mm -hmm. The last way you can use um, whole life is with reduced paid up. So you can get a policy for, let's say, a death benefit of $100,000. Mm -hmm. Let that cash value build up, and you can get to a certain point in your life where you're like, you know what, I don't want to pay on this no more. Mm -hmm. Take that cash value, use it to buy a lesser amount of life insurance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I use, I listen to my clients' needs to decide what options I'm going to present to them and then let them see what best fits their needs. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people think they don't have a say-so, when it comes to life insurance, yes, you do, or at least with me, you do, because I want you to choose. That's your money, your life. You know what's going to best fit you. You can tell me what your needs are. I'm just presenting things to you for you to decide. I, I, I like that. I definitely uh, have to reach out to you after this to learn more about that, because I, <clears throat> I remember when I did have life insurance outside of my job, and I was like, man, if something happened, 
happened to me, my kids would be better off with me not just looking at the numbers. I was like, man, this is a nice policy. Um, like if something was to happen, because a lot of times we don't realize when something happens to us, our debt becomes somebody else's debt around. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I, I was thinking this to myself, and I don't know if it's because I was thinking about, you know, uh, our episode coming up in just finances, but I was like, man, if something was to happen to me, who would take over? Who like who would have to deal with my debt? Would it be my kids? Would they have them? Like would I have enough money for them to be able to pay off whatever debt I have and to still have some money? And a lot of times we don't think of that. We just oh got the GoFundMe to pay for the funeral, and it's like that we we should never have to do that. Right. We should never because and that's really to be honest what it is. We don't got our priorities in order. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. And I'm being brutally honest. I like brutally honest conversations. We don't. Like when I talk about finances, I don't want no cookie cutter conversation. Mm -mm. Let's talk about the real stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't try to sell me on wealth building or or this is how you get generational wealth. Generational wealth ain't going to happen if you're not planning your estate. Yeah. So you can do all this wealth building, I got this, I got that. But if you ain't sitting down with an estate attorney and putting a plan on how you want it to pass it down, Mm -hmm. You're not creating generational wealth. You're They're creating a mess. Will. Yeah. And that's how I am. Like, when people do, like, when people try to sell me something or if it's something I might need, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I ain't got it. So I just ain't, don't, I like, somebody hit me up, right? And it was something about editing podcasts. And it's like, oh, they edit the first one for free. I'm like, okay, cool. So that I like that they, you know, show you what they can do. But then when you look at the prices, I'm like, I ain't going to. I told them, I emailed her back just like this. I, I ain't going to be able to do nothing after that first free video just because of the prices. <laughs> I thank you for reaching out. Thank you. You know, you saw my show somewhere. I appreciate it. But right now, that ain't in my budget. And I have to keep it, I have to be honest with people. Because I used to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to, like, I still need to get my logo. And I was supposed to pay half and then get another. And I wasn't able to because life happened. I ain't got the 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 emergency. I, I'm honest with myself. Like, Me too. I got to get it together because you never know what can happen. But you want to be able to make those investments when you got a business building up. Because if you can't make those investments to improve your business, how are you going to be able to get funds? How are you going to be able to create uh, revenue if you ain't keeping up with the Joneses as in production or as in quality or those things? You got to be honest with your... That's why I need... I, I like an honest person. Right. I'm a, I'm a, I ain't going to lie that. First time I sat down with somebody, he was like, tell me everything. I'm like, nah, bro, I don't really know you like that to be trying to tell you everything. But he was like, no, you have to tell me everything so I can help you. And when he when I did that, I was like, it felt good to get that off my chest. Now, all right, now we can fix it. Because when you're not honest about your numbers or about your money situation, and that's why you have to get the right person. Right. Because you don't, because for some reason, you know, somebody might go tell your business. Okay, you tell my business, we're going to have a real issue. <laughs> and that's why some people don't do that. But you got to get somebody financially in your corner to help you if you don't know nothing about money. Right. One thing I do with my clients when I'm meeting with them for the first time, we do multiple meetings. Mm -hmm. Our first meeting is always going to be us getting to know each other. And I'm taking notes about what they're saying, but one of the main questions that I ask people is, what is your budget? Because once you get a policy, I want you to be able to keep it. 
And like I always tell people, you don't have to start off big. You can start off small. And what people don't realize is that if you're under 40, there's a rider you can get added to your policy called guaranteed insurability. Mm. Meaning that you can start off with a low death benefit, but if as your money gets better, you want to go higher, you can increase your death benefit without a medical exam. You can increase your death benefit even if you have to get another medical exam. So it's not anything that's set in stone. You can make changes. But if nobody's telling you that, you're not going to know. The other thing is, is that you may want the bells and whistles the first time. But if you can't afford a permanent policy, start off with a term. And in that term policy, you can convert it over to a permanent policy once your money gets better. You know, I use an acronym called DOM, which stands for Debt, Income, Mortgage, and Education. That's how we determine how much of a debt benefit you need. So I'm asking you, how much debt do you have? How much income do you make? Do you have a mortgage? If you have minor kids, do you want them to go to college? Once we get that number figured out, if it's high above your budget, we can still work something out. Even if you get quotes, you start off saying, I want a million dollar policy, and I want it to be permanent. And I'm asking you about your budget, you're like, no, it don't matter, it don't matter. I'll do the quote, but don't get nervous about it because just like you can negotiate for a car, you can negotiate prices for your life insurance. Mm. Mm. I like that. So, um, trying to think how I want a word. Uh, I want you to give three tips, but I'm trying to figure out the word. Three tips of somebody, you don't got to give, you know, your recipe of how you help people, but give three tips of someone was to come sit down and have a consultation with you um, after they hear your three tips of they, how they can better their finances. Don't necessarily have to be, because we talked about the budget, don't want to, um, what's it called, kick the uh, the dead horse of saying, you know, the budget, but just three ways that they can better their finances. We just learned one of the life insurance, of other ways that they can um, either add income or, yeah, or they can add income. Right. Well, I would say the three ways would be, I want to know what your money mindset is. Meaning, where are you at with your finances? How do you see it? Because that's where we're going to start at, just me knowing where you're at. Then I want to find out what your why is. Why are you coming to see me? Why do you feel like you have a problem with your finances? And my last thing will be, how serious are you about making changes? Because it's easy for us to say, we want, we're tired of this. We want to make changes. But when it comes down to what I'm telling you that needs to be done, are you going to accept it and do it? Because it's not going to be something that you want to do or something that you like. You know, like I'd say, budgeting is not about restriction. It's about organizing. So when you're saying you're tired of how you're living financially and you want to become financially free, you got to organize stuff. You got to prioritize stuff. And you got to be willing to do it. I love those tips. Um, I appreciate you. This is a good Thank conversation. Thank you for having me. No problem. This is a good conversation. I, I always, like, be mind-boggled by, like, the conversations I have with people, like, as we're going and where it goes. And, like, this is a, uh, uh, a real conversation. We talked about real stuff that people need to hear. And maybe they, they might not like the approach of how we said some things. But 
that's the kind of conversation you have to have with yourself or with someone when it comes to finances. So I appreciate you coming on. I definitely uh, got my own question. I wasn't going to put my business all out here. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to be like, y'all see that podcast? He said this. No, y'all ain't going to do me like that. But I do have like more questions and stuff of my own. But I do appreciate you uh, reaching out. Appreciate you coming on and having this great conversation. Like, I love being able to talk to people and them be themselves, but we can have a conversation about a topic that can help other people. Because yes. when we were talking earlier, like, I know when I don't use big words, I don't talk like I got a, a PhD or none of that, but I know how to have a conversation with anybody that comes to my show. And it don't matter. I didn't had multimillionaires. I didn't had famous people, all these different things. You just have to always remain to be yourself in what you do. I don't care if it's coaching, teaching, lawyer, doctor, finance, whatever it is, be yourself. Because this conversation was two people being themselves. She's a little more seasoned than I am, but we still are able to have a conversation on the same level because it doesn't matter. I think sometimes the reason the world is the way it is and not your necessarily your um age group but older our grandparents uh, my mom our your grandparents like the, that age group they're so stuck in their ways and don't want to have a conversation with a young person because they don't think they can learn from a young person but you can learn from anybody you sure can i tell my kids all the time y'all teach me stuff because mm. sometimes i may be thinking i'm doing something the right way but they may not be receiving it so yeah. they teach me stuff. Like, one of the things they taught me, again, I'm a mom of boys. You know, when that last baby graduated, I'm like, Lord, I got to prepare myself to let them go. Mm-hmm. Let them go, you know. And it's hard because as a mother, we want to save. Yeah. And we can't save them from everything. Yeah. that that That's true. I can see because when I'm with me and they mama... It's a difference. I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead, bump your head. Not saying I don't want nothing to harm my child, but go ahead and go bump your head. Go out there, do you. I gave my daughter the college rundown. This is what you don't do. This is, you know, because I know kids going to be kids. It's like, go bump your head and do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's different with moms. But you are like my nephew or my son. He nine. My nephew about to be 15 or, yeah, 15 tomorrow. Um. They taught me stuff on my phone that I didn't even know. Simple right. stuff. Right. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, this is how you do this? Taught me something that's right <laughs> on my phone. I ain't even look it up or nothing. So don't don't um, think because you're older than somebody, you can't learn from somebody. Because guess what? A lot of the older generation don't know technology. And guess who you can learn technology from? The younger generation. Because you, you little, your little grandbaby. Yeah, uh, great grandbaby can teach you how to get on, um, get on your phone, record yes. videos, all that. I remember my mom used to be like, "How you send a message or send a video?" I'm like, "Oh Lord!" But you had to think. Times is different. Phones wasn't important to you. To, to, right. to them. Work, work. We don't need, you know, need a phone just to talk to the kids. Now, if you ain't got a phone, I don't even know how you function in life. Right, right. Well, unless you're a kid, you don't need a, you right. don't need a well, phone. Right. Well, my mama, she know a little bit too much technology. And some of them do. Some of them be, that's all they, uh, my mom, her husband, he get all the new, he used to get all the new technology. What 
you need this for? But that's just how times are. But I said all that just to say, don't look at someone because of their their age or who they are. Just listen to them. Right. And we have to show as the older generation the ability to adapt and change. Because that's the only way these kids are going to be able to adapt and change. Life is all about changes. You know, I've been in the schools talking to kids. I love talking to the youth, especially as they're transitioning from childhood to adulthood. That is a huge transition. And there's so much that they don't know, that they're not prepared for. Because a lot of times what happens is, what we don't know as parents, we're not teaching it to our kids. And so our kids are just going through life making the same mistakes and then learning later on. So, you know, I love talking to them and just, you know, showing them how I've changed careers. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a degree in marketing. I've been in finance for almost 20 years. Mm. Never planned it, but it's okay to change. It's okay to adapt. Yep. You know, but we have to give that message to the younger generation. Like, I'm doing an um, event in March. And it's a women's brunch, but you know, anyone can come whether you're an entrepreneur or not. The purpose of me doing that well, is to show healthy relationships with women. Mm. We have the stigma of women can't get along. I done met some phenomenal women entrepreneurs who sold a seed into me. Support is not always monetary. Mm-hmm. It can be a shared post, yes. a kind word, motivation, encouragement. Talk it can be all those different things. But one of the biggest things that I wanted to show is the generation coming up behind us, healthy relationships with women. You know, so that's important to me. Even though I'm a mom, I'm a mom parent, I'm a mom-boy parent. Is that what it is? That, is it mom-dad or boy-mom? You know, because I got girl-dad. Oh, yeah, so I'm a boy-mom. All right. Know, but I got all granddaughters. I'm, I'm glad you... I'm glad you added one and one. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. Oh man, it was. I was, I was something I was about to say. It was, oh, your event. It's a woman event. So, um, <clears throat> it's gonna be some aunties there. Can I come? It's not for me, but I do have something planned for you, man. Because no, I love no, no, doing no, events. No. I don't want to go to the men event. I want to go to the woman <laughs> event. Cause I know. You got some seasoned friends, some auntie friends that's going to be there, and they're going to be, yeah. You know, maybe I could do the podcast, something, you know, I could. Hey, I need somebody there to do a streaming live. I don't, I don't like, do, I like this. I don't like doing behind the scenes. I just like sitting down and talking. I ain't, nope, I can't. Because then I don't want the camera to, to move to somebody that I was looking at that I thought, I don't want to mess you Oh, up. yeah, you're going to be looking at the aunties. Well, you can have some type of event where, you know, after that you invite those aunties that I can come to. Yeah. So I've been trying to ask, and people be like, you crazy, but no, I'm, I I be lonely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this single life ain't cool. Hey, like, I know. I've been I know. I'm living strong. For five or six years, I've been, that's how long I've been divorced, I feel like. I don't feel like it's been that long, but it's been like that. And I like being single. And I'm like, it's cool, but when you're working, on, when you're entrepreneur, you have a nine to five, or you're a full entrepreneur, and you work entrepreneur somewhere in there, you get done. You be want somebody just give you a hug. Somebody yes. just you can lay on. And you ain't gotta, or you can tell your ideas to, and, or share your excitement about yeah. something that happened. And they get excited because I, yes. I, I, I hate talking to some of my friends and family members about stuff, or texting somebody about something. They be like, oh, okay. I be want to say fuck you. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you. I be mad as hell when somebody give me a dry 
ass reply and yes. it's something that I'm just so when I have something excited alright who can I, I know I, I call my I best call, friend I call my mom yeah I call my best friend she's all the way in Tennessee and she has to be the very first person I call and tell like she would be like why didn't you tell me first I, I'm like I'm I mean, sorry God already be knowing but I, I sometimes just say it to him cause I really hate having that excitement and I really look through my phone like damn who can I even? right and and when you don't have and there's nothing well it's against some of my friends there's nothing against y'all because when you're not entrepreneur you don't have that mindset it's right. your thoughts are different so you can't even get mad sometimes but it's like dang you can't be excited or what you I'm a, I'm a we gonna wrap it up after you said this <clears throat> after I say this because I I like what you said it don't take money to support your damn friends yes you can like you can comment you can share. You share all the dumb shit, all the violence, all the fights, all the trending, all who's hot, right. all these famous right. people that don't know nothing about you, don't care about you. We ain't sending you a cent, but you got people in your neighborhood that is doing stuff, that is changing people's lives, that's helping people, and you won't even share their posts. But then when they popping, you want to pop up. Right. I made a post. If y'all left me in 2023, leave me there. That's because right. when I get to popping and shining this year, don't pop up because I'm I'm gonna act like I don't know who you is. <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm not. What? Remember you? Remember when I was down and out last year? You left me. Right. right. Yeah, now I'm up. Mm-mm, don't do it. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. You could be a family member. It besides my mama, my son. My daughter, my sister, my dad, and I got one cousin that them them five family members. If you ain't them five family members, I don't know you. Don't come cousin somebody. I don't know who you are. But I just had to get that off my chest because you was talking about it, and I, I and it's very important. Um, oh, I was gonna say I do have one another event I'm planning for June that's gonna have aunties there. It's gonna be auntie that's, that's, and uncles. So bring you bring your uncles. No, I'm, no, my friends are no. I, I'm no, I'm not bringing no. I me. <laughs> I ain't, listen, I don't need to bring nobody else. I don't need no wingman. None of that. <laughs> if I bring anybody, I'm bringing my son so they can see how beautiful of a child I made, and they be like, "Oh, he cute." I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I definitely use my son for his good looks because yes. it works. I mean, yes. he look good. I look good. You know, just adds up. But um, I need a quote. I need an underdog quote. It could be about finances. It could be your favorite quote. It could be a quote you live by. But I need a quote. This is something that I feel like I made up. Somebody else may have said it, but I ain't found it. Trust the process, but enjoy the journey. Mm, I love that. I love that. Because everybody always think... uh, the journey, say we neighbors, right? We grew up together, parents went together, you know, set us up for school, and we go on this, we go somewhere. It it just don't work. It, my path gonna be different than your path. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't be mad because you, you made it there before I did. Maybe I didn't do something right. So enjoy the process. The process is not pretty at all, but it's, it's beautiful to me. It I is. hate some of those ugly moments, but it's like I learn from it. It's yes. like yes. It's like when you get to the, wherever you get to, you can look back at those ugly moments and laugh at them. It's like sure as can. a kid, you can finally tell your parents some of the dumb stuff you did. 
and they didn't know about. And it's like, ooh, we. And you can say it, and you know you're not going to get in trouble. Right. Or you can laugh at those moments and be like, man, you remember when we was uh, sleeping on that air mattress? Or you remember when, when we had that car that we had to do whatever to, just to get it started, whatever? So just enjoy the process. Yes. Enjoy yes. it because enjoy. it's it's ugly, but it's pretty. That's right. Um. Tell people how they can reach you on the social media or the um, internet, or I always say www. Just tell right. people. Okay, you. well, you can reach me on Facebook. My business page is Crystal, and let me spell my name because it's Crystal with a K. Hey, I'm Crystal with a K. K R I S is in Sam, T is in Tom, L E, Brooks Investments with an S. My website is www.crystalbinvestllc.com, and that's invest with the S, and that's crystal with the K. Um, you can reach me via phone, 317-331-1213. I have the most easiest phone number for people to remember. Or you can support me at one of my events. Like I said, I have the Women's Circle Brunch and Silent Auction coming on March 30th. From 12 to 4 at the Mean Hammer Event Center. Shout out to Crystal Gibson for believing in my dream and for my panel speakers for believing in wanting to collaborate with me too. You don't need nobody to talk to the panelists for that event? No? Sure. I could, I could, that's the anti event, right? Right, that's the anti event. Yeah, I could, you know, you got to dress up. I even put it on a suit. Uh, <laughs> no, I ain't going to put it on a suit. That ain't me. But I'm just, you know, because you said the event in June and it's, it's January. It's going. Right. I, it, need something during the cold. Well, right. I'm skinny. I need, you know. <laughs> but you I, can still, I, still support? I, 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 I can still support those events, but I was just trying to see. I've been, you just need to be with the auntie. They don't, they don't necessarily got to be an auntie, but the women my age, I don't know. I ain't, I ain't really feeling them after my, since my divorce, I ain't really, there ain't been a whole lot of women my age I've talked to. And they ain't lasted, and some of them friends on me and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Aunties love, love me. But I've always said that aunties and grandmas always love me for whatever reason. And grannies do. Anyways, that's Now, when I first heard the word auntie, my son's friend was like, auntie. I'm like, who you calling an auntie? I'm like, I ain't that old. Then I was like, oh, that's a term of endearment. <laughs> that's not bad. It's not. But you actually, you got to be the age of an auntie. It's, it's a lot. It's some young people calling themselves auntie. I get it. You are auntie like you got nephews and nieces, but you're not an auntie. <laughs> what if is you the age your, group? If you're in your 30s, you're not an auntie. If you you 40, closer to 50, that's auntie-ish. Like you, you ain't even in your prime in your 30s. These are women that's in their prime. Don't let that go over your head either. Um, or it's young grannies, cause yeah, people be. I be like, yeah, I got a granny friend. They be like, why you call her a granny? Cause she a granny for real. <laughs> she has grandchildren. That's what I'm saying. I'm not calling right. them grannies, cause they older. I ain't putting the age out there, but they grannies. I like older women. I don't know why. I just do. But I don't. I don't know if I would marry an older woman. I don't know. That's up to God and me. That's yeah, right. Later. But I appreciate you for being on. I appreciate for being here. I love the conversation and the flow. I do, too. I tried to, like, have them questions, and then my phone, I had to go get my phone. The camera didn't win. I still got this. I didn't move. The, and you just kept it going. So I appreciate you. Um, I love what you do. I definitely want to connect out after this and outside of this to see how my finances could get help because they show could get need some help. Hey, and if uh speaking of that, if y'all want to donate, if you're listening, uh PayPal, underdog talk, 
U-N-D-D-A-W-G talk. You know, that's a way that we can, um, that I can make some money. Um, sponsors, if you got a product, if you got something, hit me up. I can put you on the show. You can come in and do an interview. Or if you just got a product or a service that you want to be mentioned on the show, email is underdogtalkpodcast um, at gmail. Or on any social media, underdogtalk, DM me. Um, this year, I'm making money. I, I told myself I'm monetizing on the podcast this year. The first year was just get my feet wet. The second year was learning how to get guests in the city that I'm at. And this year is I'm trying to get that bag. So however, you know, you can help me, you can help me. Um, if you have any comments, tell me how I can do the show better. My question's whack. Uh, whatever the case may be, let me know. I'm not uh, soft. I can take honest criticism. Um, and you can follow, just look, just go to Google and just type in underdog talk and I pop up and the show pop up and all the social media pops up. So, um, give us, I always say closing word. That's church. That's how you knew I grew up in the church. Closing word. Um, give us a, a final touch on the episode so we can get up out of here. Cause I'm getting hungry. The final touch I would say is finances can be your friend. And you can get to where you want to go, but you got to talk to somebody who you can trust and is going to give you that safe space to be yourself, to, that's going to empathize with you and be willing to teach you versus just telling you what to do. There's a difference. So give me a call, 317-331-1213. And on that note, keep being great. Yeah, you two weeks away, so I got enough time to edit this.